the internet, and welcome to season 173, episode one of Dead Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It is February 22nd, a Monday, 2021. Uh, my name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. When I eat big cups, well, I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be the man that eats way more than two. When I get gout, yeah, you know I'm going to be, I'm going to be the man washing it down with dew. And I will eat 500 miles and I would eat 500 more. Let me be the man who eats a thousand Reese's cups and lays down on the floor. Uh, that is courtesy of Chrissy Yamaguchi Man, and I am thrilled to be joined by today's special guest co-host. She is the scam goddess herself, Miss Lacey Mosley! Hey, what's up? It's Lacey Mosley, aka And I am telling you I'm not going nowhere This is the worst time I've ever known COVID has me staying at home no, 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 no way. No, 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 no way. I'm dining out with you, babe. I'm not dining out with you. Wow. Like, that came from um Dad Hounds. Dad Hounds. All right. Yeah, Dad Hounds on Twitter. Thank you guys for the AKAs. I got like the first one that I saw that was fun. So I'm sure they're all great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody, I mean, you are somebody that uh, I feel like AKA writers would love to write for. Um, <laughs> very limited range for me. They're like, uh, it could be, uh, <laughs> it could be, he could do maybe the pretenders and then like nursery rhymes. Uh, well, uh, Lacey, we are thrilled to be joined in yes. our third seat by the hilarious, the talented Sarah June. Wow, thank yeah. you. AKAs. I got AKAs. I got AKAs. I got oh, AKA, please. Uh, yes, please. AKA YouTube channel. AKA Corpse Flower. AKA. Let me try this one. I'm Sarah. I'm Sarah. I love you. I'm Sarah. <laughs> you're so far away. That's for you guys. Damn, that single tear that you had dro- running down your beautiful. face. Yeah. That was beautiful. Yeah, listeners can't see it, but I am crying. <laughs> Sarah, Lacey, how have you both been? Uh, I feel like I need to check in with both of you. Let's start with you, Lacey. Yeah. How, how have you been? Sarah was giving me this hand, though. I was trying to see what was up with this hand. What What, what was the thought that came immediately in your head? The thought that came immediately is I um I am in such ups and downs. That's why the fingers were, were doing the mm. movements, mm. the movement and- of the middle. It's because I'm constantly... I'm reading yeah. the news and I'm going down and then I'm going to my yard where I have a bunch of baby chicks and then yeah. the mood is going up and then I am thinking about the news and then back down again and then back to the chicks and so much joy and it's bringing me directly to neutral. So I yeah. am at neutral. I should I I learned uh, before and I forgot this lesson that I should not ask people how they're doing because that is rude. 
during the pandemic. It's just, <laughs> that's not, yeah, that's yeah. not a fair question to ask. That's a hey, personal question. Hey, judge how, yeah, exactly. Content I'm terrible. Warning, how what the are fuck you? do you think? <laughs> uh, right. But what, what have you guys been up to? Let's do that one. Is there anything new going on? And if that's also a personal and unfair question, uh, just tell me to shut the fuck up. Yeah, this is Jack, a hardball I'm- interview. <laughs> Honestly, Jack, it really feels like how are you is like, so when's the last time you got laid? Like they're right. just like that, that's yeah, the yeah. same question uh-huh. now. That's uh-huh. the same. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, I will say I'm actually feeling pretty good. I've gotten on a I've been working for almost half, I would say most of the pandemic and some capacity. And then at one point shooting full time. Um, so there was some really, really stressful bad points, but now honey, I'm into like treating LA. Like I used to treat New York, like in New York, I was never scared to like go to a movie by myself or go to the restaurant by myself or like do anything by myself. And obviously I can't be in a COVID box watching, you know, the latest features, but I can't go to the park. So I took myself to the park yesterday. Wow. Love park. And I sat on a blanket that I had had in my car after I shook all the sand off it the last time I used it. Mm. And then I um got one of those uh duck boats, you know, at Echo Park. You know, the people <gasps> who will, like boat swan around. boats. Swan boat. You know how it's two people? It's very hard to boat by yourself. Um, uh, my legs are sore today, but I boated in a swan boat alone. It was wow. did you did you boat in a little circle? I did. I looked up, I did the whole park. It was very cute. I crashed into some rocks a few times. I no ducks were harmed as far as I know. <laughs> Thank you so I know. much. But you I was were churning at such a speed that they might have just gotten chewed up and spit out the back of your uh swamp boat. They knew yeah. the thrill in their life too. <laughs> <laughs> um that's beautiful. That's like a uh like a rom com montage, but uh for self care. You yeah. you were taking care of yourself. You were getting Take to know yourself. Take yourself out, y'all. Cause I know yeah. how it is right now. If you live alone, I do. I'm so tired of myself and these thoughts. Mm. Lacey mm-hmm. can go somewhere. So yes. yeah. Uh, My friend and I talk yeah. about uh, our girlfriend. You know, it's like you got to be nice to your girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, and your girlfriend is you. So yeah. you, you got to take your girlfriend out on a date. Sometimes, like sometimes, uh, the the sex with your girlfriend that you are having with your girlfriend is <laughs> is just not fun anymore. And it's right. just you know you gotta you gotta treat yourself like you have a hot girlfriend who you want to stay dating you. Right. Exactly. You so you gotta get dressed up person. for your girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. I lit a candle yeah. the last time I made Ooh. love to me. Yes. <laughs> you know, I wow. I bet your girlfriend loved that. Make her feel special. Yeah. Right. And sorry, June. The chicks are doing good. The, the chicks are doing great. Chickies. Yeah. Uh, um. That's my that's my Google search. My last Google search was uh, assisted hatch because I had one one little chicky that was like half out, um, but he couldn't get the shell open all the way oh no and he was like peeping in there and he was breathing so i knew he was okay but it was like a day of him just like kind of being stuck in the shell um Mm. and i was worried to help him out because um when the chicks are developing in there they uh they're attached to the inner membrane you know how the egg has like this like skin on it outside of the shell like you have the shell and then the little skin so they like attached to that like they have like blood vessels in it and stuff so if you just like open the shell they could get hurt um so i was like i'll leave him in there but then i was like what if he can't get out himself anyways i i did help him and uh now he's fine and he's peeping and he's with all his brothers and sisters he's peeping he's, he's peeping. probably the smartest one don't right he's 
He's the loudest he was like, one. I don't want to come to this raggedy bitch. Is where are we? America? <laughs> yeah. Give me a zip yeah. Oh no, I'm gonna stay here. <laughs> like, yeah, I get membrane. you, dude. I get you. Yeah, stay with the membrane. It's feeding me. It's got all my needs met. It's warm in here. But yeah, they're good now, and they're just like little little peepees, and I hold them, and they're fluffy, and they're cute as fuck, and. Yeah, they just they make me real happy and it's nice cuz uh there's a lot of bad stuff going on. I love an emo pet. I mm-hmm. our uh, <laughs> dog when uh the first dog that my wife and I bought when uh we first got together like we went to the airport to pick him up and like Did he fly th- to you? Yeah, he flew to me. He's a uh, first class, so cool. you know. Uh, yes. But so the uh, <laughs> you know, as you do, go to the airport, yeah. pick up your dog. <laughs> so the dog crate. Uh, My dog flies jet blue. Yes, yes, always. Uh, his his frequent flyer miles are. Um, but he uh, he was in a crate with another dog, and the first dog like jumped out and ran out. And we were like, "Oh, what what what's going on?" And then we like looked in, and our dog was just like in there, like. We we always got the sense that he he was like a a junkie in a past life, like he mm-hmm. just was always uh, something blue, feeling something blue. He always oh. uh, had the little, you oh. know. He's he got a little sweetie. hole avoiding yeah. him. But uh, but then he was the most. Uh, he was very very loving because yeah. uh, because he was so sad. Uh, anyways, <laughs> no, I and you helped him. Yeah, I, know. Yeah, yeah. I don't want no yippy ass, happy ass dogs. Right, to, let's go outside all the time. Like, no, bitch, we are watching Netflix and crying. Sit down. <laughs> you are here to emotionally support me, and right. I am here to emotionally support you. Yes, <laughs> get in, Scruffy. You. Let's cry. Mm. Yes. You know that dog's name was Miles. Uh, interestingly <laughs> enough, and now he <laughs> yeah. co-hosts your podcast. And with now you. he co-hosts he my turned podcast. Into a human turned into man. a real yeah at midnight. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, sorry, Jim. We're gonna get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're gonna tell our listeners just a couple of the things we're talking about. Uh, we will talk about the wisdom of letting the markets uh, take care of our fire safety and our energy system upkeep in Texas and California. Uh, and also the shade that China has thrown our way and other uh, Russia has thrown our way. Well-deserved. We will talk about this sort of mainstream media account that like there is a rising tide of white supremacy that we need to like get out of the system. Um, and just, you know, uh, the fallacy of that idea because the system itself is white supremacy. Uh, we will talk about uh, Parlor. Parlor's back. We can finally get back to putting up our par- parleys or whatever. Um, so we'll uh, talk about uh, that. Fleets? Our, par- our parls? Parls. Yeah, there we our go. parls. We'll talk about the worst uh, pandemic housing situation I've heard of uh, and the new Netflix show coming from the people who made Game of Thrones, uh, and the backstory therein. It's why wild. are they letting them do that? I know. Why? They would why not are they letting good. them do that? Matt, both of those mats need to sit all the way the fuck down. Two are there names of Matt? In the industry. Both mats. <laughs> I'm Matt and sure. Jeff. Jeff and I Matt. The same name. <laughs> right. Yeah. Jeff and Matt. Those are the same Matt. name, I think. I think they're basically. David and David. Yeah, it's like something Benny like off that. And, yeah, that's right. Yep. The... That's what it is. I was like, they do have the same name. I'm not making yeah, it like up. And Dave it's and basically David. Matt. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's Matt. Male names suck. It's just it's. They don't have to. 
Yeah, they don't have right. to. But for the most to. part, they have. Just stop stop naming your kids after apostles. That's yes. all I ask. Just get yeah. creative. Think outside the apostle box. Nah, man. The Bible the Bible name slap, okay? That's that's a staple right there, okay? John. <laughs> a Solomon? Okay. Solomon's good. Saul, I love. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. Simon, Andrew, James, Matt, Luke, we're done. Yeah. We're just done. Well, yeah, like there's there's a handful that are like the top five that just need to be retired for a century. Just give us Andrew. a century off. I know a lot of Andrews. And Andrew, they're all Michael, David, John. When you're, when you're talking like billboard charts of biblical names, those are yeah. all up there. They've been sitting yeah. at number one through five for a minute. I think you're yeah. right. Mm-hmm. We gotta I want I want some Orpus. That's what Oprah's yep. name was supposed to be. Let's get some Orpus out there, Orpah. y'all. Oprah's name was supposed to be Orpa? Yes, they fucked up on her birth certificate and then she became Oprah, but it was Orpa. Why Orpah. was it Orpa? Is that biblical? Yeah, I think so. It's somebody in there, the girl's name is Orpa. Oprah <laughs> is so much better than Orpa. <laughs> Oprah is. Can you imagine? Oprah would not have a career. Oh, for Orpah. Be, it is. Here, oh, my Lord. She's in the book of Ruth. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Orpa and her sister-in-law, Ruth, wished to go to Judea with Naomi. However, Naomi tried to persuade both Ruth and Orpa to return to, to their change people and their, their names. gods. Yeah. But Orpa got everybody a car <laughs> right. and a yeah. turkey. Right. Amen. Uh, Orpa chose to return to her people and say, "I am God." That is what she well, did. That's basically what Oprah did. That's all of us. But Oprah is my God. When I pray, was, she's yeah. here. The name Oprah. Oh shit! She was killed by her own spindle. Right. <laughs> Not you reading this like this is TMZ. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, Did you guys shit. hear? She, Not sure that's if you how heard. I read the Bible. It's all right. new to me. So when I read these Wikipedias of the Bible, I'm like, she did what? Midrash did what? <laughs> <laughs> Midrash. The the oh, invention of the name Oprah is like the inven- the invention of microwaves, like the just like an accidental thing. Mm. Like that they only, perfect. yeah, they didn't realize they were inventing microwaves when they invented them. They just had a microwave in their pocket while they were trying to do something else and it like melted and they were like, oh shit, this. I don't think she would be a huge star. No, definitely not. Her name was Orpa? Yeah. No. <laughs> Orpa? And she was like, I'm, I'm Oprah, Orpa, and mm. I'm here to deliver the 11 o'clock. They'd be like, get the fuck out of here, Orpa. <laughs> Orpa sounds like you're describing the dead body of some sort of sea mammal. Like wait a, a dead whale is known as a orpa. Uh, oh, wait a second. I'm seeing here. I'm just getting word from our from our reporters in the fields, our, our <laughs> Wikipedia field here, that or uh, that orpas. Jesus Christ! That Oprah's name is Orpa. Oh shit! And, and people started calling her Oprah, and now she go and she goes by Oprah. But but it is telling me here that her name is Orpa Gale. So you can always Orpa Gale. Yeah, which which makes me think, who's Gail? What the fuck? Is, is Oprah Gail like Orpa? verbal kint? Are we just like pulling out like all the details that like she was making everything up all along? Mm-hmm. Orpa, <laughs> Gail. Oprah's not real. Gail's not real. <laughs> wow. I was about to say, is she Gail? Has she been Gail this whole time? I think she Orpa is Gail. Orpa Gail is- Stedman Winfrey is her yes. full name and mm-hmm. everything else made up. Uh, you get that right. You deserve three bodies. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. But before we get to any of that, <laughs> sorry, June, we like to ask our guests, what is your search history? Uh, I think we already heard that. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so what's something you think is underrated, friend? Underrated. I'm gonna. I wanted this today's underrated to uh, to go out to my dad. It's his birthday soon. Um, so in in honor of him, I'm gonna uh, give what I believe would be my dad's underrated. <laughs> uh, my, my dad's underrated is having a plan, having plan. You have to know where you're going and what you're doing. Where are we going? And then number two underrated, Shahram Nazari, who I've sent you guys a link to play us out. Some of his very cool Persian yodeling. Um, it's really good shit. Three underrated, Pink Floyd. Old Iranian men love Pink Floyd because what? it sounds like classical Persian music. Is that true? Um, I didn't realize that. Is that. True. Yeah, wow. so you know how like the wall is like dong. Yeah, dong. they love that shit. Um, wow. Yeah, and uh, that's so cool. Yeah, so Pink Floyd, um, Shahram, uh, Shahjarian. If you guys want to go on a little search of Persian classical music, go to Shahjarian. Um, what else does my dad think is underrated? Making him tea. Uh, <laughs> he thinks that I should make him tea more. Uh, uh, my dad calls. Yeah. But he loves. He's always like, "Where's the tea?" Chaiko just. I'm like, uh-huh. "It's. Do you want me to make it? Are you asking? <laughs> is, is that, that what you're asking me?" Of, he's like, yeah. Ch- Ch- "Where is it?" I don't know, man. It's it's gone. Um, Yo, but that's yeah, a that's a great way to ask. I'm gonna start yeah. doing that. <laughs> where, where, where's the tea? I'm Have you seen my tea? Yeah. Have you seen? Where's the money, y'all? Where's yeah. the money? <laughs> where's money? Where's my right. stuff? Where's all this stuff that. for me? Um. And uh, yeah, that's that's all my underrateds. That one's that one's for my baba. That's that's great. Um, what is something you think is overrated? Okay, I've been seeing um, on on TikTok. I guess the Zoomers are into two thousands fashion as an aesthetic. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know you about this? Is that early two thousands fashion is I coming mean, back? This I'm is the first time. Oh God. Okay, so. There are a lot of great things about early 2000s fashion. I'm not here to you know, to say that you shouldn't. Well, a sweatpant that says juicy on the butt. Yes. <laughs> Rhinestones on things. Yes. But here's here's what I need to tell you guys about 2000s fashion. And Lacey, you know this. Jack, maybe you know this. But um, every every young girl who was a teen in the early 2000s was scarred for life because we were told that what we should wear on our butts was low-rise jeans. Yeah. And low-rise jeans give you a thing called a muffin top um, <laughs> unless you have an eating disorder. Right. So if you did not have, like, if you see pictures of, like, Britney Spears wearing these low-rise jeans, she is a professional performer and dancer. She's got abs. She's doing fine in those jeans. But me in sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, I was wearing sweatpants every day. Now we call them joggers, but at my time, we called them sweatpants <laughs> that you wear to school because uh, just having that low-rise waistband cutting into my soft little belly, it's... I can't tell you guys how much, how much pain every time I put on a pair of jeans, I was like, why is my body shaped like this? Right. Because it's normal. And, is low-rise uh, jeans, is that one of the trends that's coming back? It is. Okay, so here's the thing. A lot of 2000s fashion is coming back and you guys are like, oh, I love 2000s fashion. It's so cool. But you know what 2000s fashion was? Skinny low rise jeans and you Mm. don't want those. Now you want the wide leg pants with the elastic waistband and a little pleated part at the top for your little tummy. 
So bring it all back. That's what I'm saying is bring back all the 2000s fashion, but not the low rise jeans because it's not worth it. You guys like Gen Z, they're so lucky. They know that being thick is beautiful. They know that fat is a gender neutral descriptor. They know that you can be beautiful at any size, any color. So just like, please don't, you're not going to like it. Like, go ahead with your Paris Hilton. Go ahead with your, you know, bedazzled phone case, Chihuahua in the bag, whatever. But leave the choose. pants. Pick and yeah. choose. Leave the leave the pants in the past. We have better pants now. I'm so proud of all of these young people for demanding wide-legged pants with a soft, stretchy waistband and high-rise jeans. You couldn't find high-rise jeans in 2002. Yeah. Nowhere. Yeah. No. I will personally fist fight everybody in Aeropostale if I see low rise jeans come back. Like <laughs> Mimi, Mimi at the Abercrombie, we both gonna smell like uh, patchouli mm-hmm. and fourteen year old boy when I finish fighting you. No, yeah. it's it's not. That's it's what, not happening. Oh, yeah, just like trying to find you- jeans in like a dark ass store. Like remember when they just turned all the lights off in the Abercrombie? It was just yeah. half the lights were off because they were like it's vibe. It's ambiance. Yeah. It was like, like I can't see smell. <laughs> like and a shirtless dude. Yeah. Two shirtless dudes yes. out at the front, and I was like, "What is my sexuality?" <laughs> so hard, so hard to know. That's two thousands fashion was so scarring, so yeah. scarring. Really? Well, so, have... are people going to start wearing bootcut jeans again? Because I they have been waiting for this. Jack, it's happening. <laughs> bootcut, baby. Yeah, bootcut by the front door with the yeah. with, with very the tight, the flared b- below the knee. You know what I'm saying? That's... Now Jack can finally wear his cowboy boots. Yep. And now look, yep. we've got we got Lacey's wearing her Ashton Kutcher trucker hat. It's right. like yeah. 2004 <laughs> all over again. Von Dutch, baby. I got to get one of those shirts that's a tattoo, but it's also a shirt. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, the it, shirt yeah. that says, I'm about to get in a bar fight tonight. On- <laughs> you know I mean? yep. Tap out. Yeah. It's a body glove for men, and it has fake tattoos on it. There we yes, go. Ed Hardy. Ed, Hard- Ed, Hard- Ed, Hard- Ed Hardy's Hardy. like, I'm going to drink four Long Island iced teas, and I'm going to fight this guy for a woman that's cheating on me. Sure. Oh boy. Has yeah. Ed Hardy just been like kind of waiting? Just being like, yeah. Cause you, yeah. it is like, he's in the <laughs> yeah, he's just like, you rang uh, <laughs> the, cause this is like, I, I was nodding when you said 2000s fashion is coming back on TikTok, but this is the very first I've heard of it. It's just, it's like fucking clockwork. It's just mm-hmm. every, like once you hit the 20s, 20 people years. are going to start. Yeah, fetishizing the 2000s fashion. Mm-hmm. And it's bad, you guys. It's bad. Not yeah, to sound it was too much really like bad. An old person. It's like, I mean, it, it is one of the ugliest decades of fashion oh, in yeah. recent memory. It and was so like we I, saw the 80s and we're like, we can beat that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, let's right. one up those fuckers. So, you know, you go from the like kind of cool color block windbreaker 90s ski pants sort of vibe, like big, uh, you know, daisies and things. And then you go into the just like, Every every part of your body exposed, every part yeah. of your body just encased like a little sausage. And yeah. we're better than that now. We have we have natural fibers, you know? Yeah. I feel like we're just getting figuring out the good parts of the nineties and like getting mm-hmm. our hand around that. And now we're gonna move on to the two thousands and and fuck it all up again. But well, yeah, like <laughs> there there are so many bad trends. There was like a a thing where like having dirty blonde hair, like not dirty blonde, like, su- like kind black, of blonde, chunky, but like life. your hair looked dirty. 
was yeah. like a thing that Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston like were rocking everywhere. Um, yeah, you had to put a bunch of shit in your hair, like yeah. wash your hair, then put a bunch of you know <laughs> snot in it, right, to make it dirty. Or it's um, blonde on top and black on the bottom. I don't know yes. who said Christina Aguilera. You ruined the whole generation. And also, there's one thing though I that every beautiful. woman will be ready to come back with from the 2000s, and that is thin eyebrows because some of us never recovered. Some of y'all's eyebrows look like three ants walking in a line. Mm-hmm. And listen, it's not your fault. It's the two uh. I'm very lucky because my my strong strong hair genes allowed my eyebrows to return. But this is one Bless of those you. things where like the Zoomers do not understand that it is such a mind fuck to me that people draw on extra eyebrow hair now. Like these right. white girls getting microblading. In 2000, this was unthinkable. It was like, take the whole thing off, shave the whole thing off, draw it on with a little with a little pencil. The idea that people would want thicker eyebrows, just the opposite, literally the opposite. And I know this is like, I'm, I'm old as shit now, sorry. Um, but yeah, 20 years, suddenly, it's yeah. back. Everything's back and it's different. Appreciate the 2000, what year is it? The t- appreciate 20s. 2020s <laughs> fashion. The thick yeah. eyebrows, leave them. You have a mustache now, doesn't matter. You know, wear a, a stretchy pant. You can wear sweatpants. There's formal sweatpants. Yeah. I just, I'm so happy for these kids now, and I, I, I don't want them to get sucked in to that, the, uh, the eyebrows. Also, leave, leave in the early 2000s. That yeah, leave those there. Yeah. Leave the low rise pants there. Just, yeah, we don't need it. A natural brow. Let's. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's keep Your brows. Brows are beautiful. Progressive, progressive <laughs> brow growth. I'm gonna start brown shape, brow shaming because I'm chaotic evil. I'm gonna get the thin brow <laughs> yeah, back. You in. Were like- <laughs> I'm gonna start running late night commercials. Like, are your brows too big? <laughs> yeah, I remember one of like I I know I've always noticed eyebrows for some reason, and like uh, I think it's because you got some great ones, Jack. You oh, have really you so good eyebrows. Much. I was thinking that um, strong brow game. The, you need to give them over. Uh, one time, <laughs> relinquish them. But like, I I always remember. First of all, I've like been able to notice like if a magazine was old because like the eyebrow like fashion changes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but like I do remember like scenes in like a, a League of Their Own. There's a line where she's like, uh, "Eyebrows. There's supposed to be two of them," and <laughs> like to somebody who had a unibrow. Uh, yeah. Eyebrows are, uh, you know, they're subtly influential and powerful. If you have um, thick eyebrows, it is a great way to dominate every single person around you without having to do anything. Right. Like, if you if you have a unibrow, let it grow because yeah. everybody's going to be scared of you because they're yeah. like, this guy's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. Anthony Davis. I mean, he's he's made it uh, cool again. Um, they can make you shave for work, but they can't make you get rid of your unibrow. Yeah. That's for very sure. True. I'm very um, excited for for lower back hair to become fashionable because then oh no. I will truly be the hottest <laughs> woman in the universe. Yeah, maybe ten more years and and whatever comes after Zoomers will be like drawing on hair on their lower back <laughs> with a little pencil, like going to the laser place to get it lasered on. Right. Wait, Can't sorry, wait. Get you some braids. We gotta get you some some cornrows. <laughs> lower back braids. Yeah, some little beads on my lower back hair. Yes. Cute. Cute. Oh, the lower back tattoos 
we can also leave oh in the 2000s, God. I think, because now you can just get one anywhere. And, Let's just uh, like give them two things that we will allow them to bring from the 2000s. What what they have is to be okay? Two bad things though, they have to be too bad. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh. Fucking. Uh. I'll say Juicy Couture. We can bring back Juicy yeah. Couture. Okay. Because yeah, that was yeah. all right. Sure. You know those are comfy clothes. Velour and suits. They say juicy on the butt. Yeah, the velour suits were very velour comfortable. Suits. Uh, look like Lizzie? shit, but hey. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it chaotic, and I'm gonna say y'all can bring back jout fits. I want to see a whole jean outfit again. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want yep. jean shoe, jean jacket, jean hat. Give me jean yep. everything. Look up Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, yeah, jean mm-hmm. outfit, and just go from there. Yeah, yes. It's it's a wow. All jean everything. Look. Jean All gown. Everything. A jown. A jown. <laughs> <laughs> And who are you wearing with this beautiful jown tonight at the Academy? Jown, yes. <laughs> jo- the jown carpet instead of the red carpet. Mm. Uh, yes. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And, you know, it's time to just speak in broad generalities. We're recording this uh, days in advance of when you're hearing it. So just a kind of a a digest, a digestion of last week's news. Uh, One of the stories that I kind of kept running into is just how uh, inadequate, like, the the market is at... uh, at preparing us for anything. Um, there, there was a story in the New York Times that talked about how Texas and California have both had uh, big issues with their um, energy systems. Uh, and the New York Times was like, but it's not as easy as like the ideological arguments make it seem. But the two ideological arguments were both based around the idea that the market was going to solve everything. And the it just it doesn't seem to work. Like even gonna, when you if put- I can quote for you, Jack, uh, somebody from this um, a couple of years ago when I did uh, I came on this this wonderful podcast and um, I you know I read the Reddit comments sometimes I go to see okay. if if people have liked me or if they, if You're they brave. thought I was stupid. I am brave, and I I was uh, you know you can't hurt my feelings. I have some very mean uh, family members. Uh, but, um, somebody in those comments was saying that they didn't like how, how upset I was about capitalism because yes, capital and a quote here, yes, capitalism is a bad idea, but it's the best bad idea we have. And I just Mm. want everybody who, who has ever thought that or said that to just reconsider in light of, uh, the current moment, is it the best bad idea we have? Or are there other ideas that while not perfect are better? Right. Just a thought. The... I do love you quoting that back to them at the worst moment for capitalism. <laughs> like, <laughs> is it the worst? Is it the worst? It's been pretty or has bad. It been yeah, worse? that's true though. It's probably it been, been worse? worse. So yeah, I know. I mean, you're looking at. I'm, I'm not going to go off. I promise. But we still have kids in cages, and those kids are now freezing to death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what's funny is that 
when here's the thing about capitalism is it already was trash when we started but it's like oh this chair is a good chair as long as you don't sit in it okay everybody (laughs) this is the capitalism chair don't you put your ass in it it will fall apart and then everyone decided to take a seat over the past 18 months COVID a pandemic came and said let Mm -hmm. me sit my ass down and then Texas over and they're like you know we don't sit on the corner the chair, the chair is already on the ground like you know right. what I mean like every, anytime capitalism is challenged anytime things don't just work out perfectly and we're not super lucky it falls apart in a grand scale and then every day mm-hmm. it falls apart in little ways because yeah. it fails everybody except for the extremely rich and then the extremely rich love to be like but we're making the jobs y'all and it's like no sweetie in 2008 my tax coins had to go to you because y'all were yeah. fucking up so if the market works, why didn't we just let it heal itself and y'all go out of business? Because that's that's healing, right? Capitalism right. is healing. We never let it heal. We always fix it before it implodes upon itself. Mm-hmm. One Capitalism of the things- uh, sows the seeds of its own destruction very effectively. It is very good at that. One of the things that they talk about in this New York Times article is uh, an issue they keep seeing is that people, these... Um, energy systems will project uh, based on average temperature rather than uh, taking into account that it gets colder than the average temperature. And uh, just you can't just average all the temperatures and be like, well, it's going to work at 45 degrees during that month. So we should be good. Um, it's always September around here. <laughs> the Weather, it doesn't change. Right. But it's, it's a thing that... Like that, that's not a thing where they're too stupid to realize that the temperature goes up or down. It's that you're focused on putting the best face you can forward for your company, for whatever the thing is that you're working on, because you're constantly being judged by like Wall Street or whoever your shareholders are. Uh, like it's like you're always trying to put your best foot forward, put on a happy face. Uh, make it seem like you've got things under control and it ends up, you know, that that just isn't the way things work well. And it, it ends up fucking people over and killing people like we talked before about Enron. They were uh, creating my boys. Yeah. My boys. Shout oh, out to Enron. That's my crew. But <laughs> they were basically putting out like projections of what the energy market was going to cost and how successful, how successfully it was going to perform and using that to like set the costs for what the energy would cost in the future. And that just allowed them to basically print money for themselves. And it had no bearing on reality. It was just, they made that much money because they said that's how much it was going to work. But that's, it's just a complete, clusterfuck of a system when when you like are that reliant and that trusting of like market dynamics to solve all your problems gamestop yeah gamestop or gamestop nobody you know the that was that was the market at work and it was seen as a as a you know by by wall street as a failure of the market that so many people could band together to artificially inflate the price of a stock and uh, but that was the market at work and yeah. it was considered a problem and it was, you know, uh, certain uh, stock trading apps banned uh, buying GameStop stock for their users because that's not how the market is supposed to work for those people. 
right. the market for them is supposed to work such that only rich people can do that. And right. poor people cannot do that. That was the only problem with the GameStop whole fucking issue. It's just that capitalism has an excellent PR team. Yes. You know what I oh, mean? So it's, it's like we <laughs> we love talking about the invisible hand, but I'm like, that hand is visible as shit. I, I can see the hand. <laughs> I can see the hand. Me. <laughs> yeah, right. Every I mean, time this, the like, hand comes in to fix bullshit with my money. It is like my money has me. to fix it. Yeah. Um, so it's trash. I'm so tired of that. And I'm also just so tired of everyone. And I've said this a billion times on this show, but y'all do not believe daddy capitalism. Okay. There is a reason that there is a 1% and that richness and that, you know, obscene wealth is exclusive. And that's because they don't ever want you to get their girl, but they're going to keep telling you to keep trying, but you will never right. make it. Right. So, you know, maybe try to live a good life instead of like <laughs> sucking on the boot your entire life and dying with your pride. Yeah. You could just have, have you a come- nice life. Have you covered the business plot on uh on Scam Goddess? Mm-mm. No, it's, yeah. it's a long it's very a very old story, but I would love to hear your take on it. But they basically when FDR was like trying to put into place socialist practices to help America during the depression, like the richest people on Wall Street approached a general uh and tried to basically stage a coup. Uh, to overthrow the government um and it Damn. just like got written at it, it was like unsuccessful because of the general they approached uh his name was smedley butler and i think that was the only research they did they were like <laughs> well clearly this guy's evil so um very evil name right and he was like uh actually i'm not i'm not like going to do this and i'm going to tell on you guys uh and it just got immediately written out of history because it's like too much the too it's obvious too on the nose yeah it's too on the nose and it's just <laughs> too it, it puts the lie to everything we relied on during the cold war right which is um, also the thing we curate too much of the education so it's like the propaganda starts when you're a kid and i've yeah. always said that you know what's your dream job bitch i ain't never dream about working so like <laughs> <laughs> you know like yeah. they got us from the get-go yeah, yeah. One thing that always, uh, that's sort of recently been really depressing me is, uh, you know, when you're a kid and they're like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And, you know, a lot of the time kids will be like, I want to be a teacher because they have a teacher in their life who's like, great. And they're like, I want to be like that, you know. And then they get older and so many of those people um, end up not becoming teachers for the very, very obvious reason that I know you guys know, which is they get paid shit. Yeah. And that's also capitalism. Just making a choice to not do something that you think is good and that you want to do and something that you think is is a net good for society because you know that you can't live that you your survival will not be guaranteed that's capitalism too it's just going well i guess i got to learn to code yeah right Some and that's my- also <laughs> It never ever ceases to amaze me that we underpay teachers like that because I consider teachers and babysitters, anybody who has to be around your kids when you are gone should be paid fairly. Because if you like, I ain't get enough money for this shit, then I might, I don't know, let little Jimmy stay stuck in the tube slide for a little bit and I'm on lunch. <laughs> a you teacher know? is an underpaid babysitter for 30 to 60 kids. And yeah. that's why they're spending their own money on shit. And that's why they're pissed. That's why they're right. fucking trying to unionize. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't want your babysitter pissed, okay? You don't like want them shaking hate. on little Timmy. That's all right. I'm saying. They hate teachers. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> Imagine if you had a babysitter come over and you were like, here's my 10 children. I would like you to look after them for eight hours a day. 
yeah. will pay you basically below minimum wage. I would like you to bring your own food. And mm-hmm. um, I'm going to I'm sometimes I won't pay you. Right. Like you're they're going to kill those kids. They're going to kill them. Uh, yeah. The kids will kill themselves because they're very good at that. Kids love to try to die. So it's their pastime. Hire, yeah, it's a pastime. You need somebody who is going to who's motivated. You know, that that's the profit, the profit motive I have heard so much about. Right. But God bless the teachers for still doing a great job, even though they're underpaid, because I don't know how y'all do it. That's why I'm not a teacher, because I would be like, let him stay in the closet. He got to learn. <laughs> like, get this lady out of here. Yeah, my brother was trying to, I was arguing with my brother about uh, about capitalism, and he was like, well, you know, like, collective ownership doesn't make sense, because, like, if there was no money, like, if then like I wouldn't work you know if I didn't have to make money I wouldn't work I would just like go fishing all day and I was like yes yes now you're getting it (laughs) there you go (laughs) I mean and it's the things that we work at in this current system are just finding victims finding people to dupe to like take the money to it's just a predatory system the Smartest kids that I went to high school and college w- with went into fucking hedge funds because that's, that's where you make money. Yeah, that's, that's where you make money. Crime. I yeah, that kind yeah. Of crime. It's just finding. Yeah, that whose life are they making better by by doing that? You know, yeah. like there, there's definitely. Uh, I don't. Know. Let's talk about another broken system. My Rel- digestive. No, go on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, my digestive system of late, uh, thanks to all the bad news, uh, not feeling great. But um, so it was uh, announced at the end of last week that six Capitol Police uh, officers who were there during the insurrection have been suspended and 29 other others are under investigation. Um, one of the suspended officers took a selfie with someone who was part of the mob that overtook the <laughs> oh, Capitol. Um, I was with them. Why can't why they, they not post? So another, hard on themselves. <laughs> another wore a Make America Great Again hat and started directing people around the building. Um, he was a tour guide. <laughs> yeah. And so they're, and they're still, I mean, 35 of the, it didn't even look like there were that many Capitol Police officers there uh, when, you, when you look at the footage. And 35 of them were... Uh, are being investigated for well, they were all inside the being building. in on it. Yeah. yeah. And also, um, shout out to the, the FBI wanted me to shout myself out. I was running an insurrection photo booth and that's where <laughs> they found a lot of the people. They stepped inside the box and we <laughs> You had the big funny glasses and right. the little mustache yes! on a stick. Yeah. It was cute. It was a moment. The girls couldn't help but to post. <laughs> like... But you know what? Those memories are worth it. All right, they do are. one silly one now. One silly one. <laughs> one silly one. Okay, put the hold the grenade up. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's another uh, study that just came out that uh, it's a Pentagon report that reveals that white supremacy has made inroads into the military. Um, what? No way. They in yeah, America. They have inroads? testimony from people. I know. So that's the thing is both of these stories, <laughs> the way they're covered, suggests that we are having a new white supremacy problem in uh, the police and in, you know, national defense and like military. And it's like those are white supremacist institutions from the start, like from the very start. And how they inception, yeah. baby. 
Yeah. Right, from like Inception. police were slave catchers. That's how they started. What yeah. do you mean all this stuff is new? But you know what? I do love this as a grift for um, complicit white people where yeah. you can just be like, wait a minute. Like You could do a Chris Harrison and be like, okay, but being on the, the slave ranch and having a party there, that was fine in 2018. Look, racism started in June 2020, and we all know that. That <laughs> okay, that's when it started. Racism was like, Here we are, girls. The reason so George was Floyd's in death 2018, was it? <laughs> the reason George Floyd's death was such a big deal was because no police officer had ever killed a black person before, right? No, they had never. And once we saw dead. that, once we saw that, we as a nation rose up and said, No, yeah, exactly. I didn't know Rodney King was black, right. <laughs> just coming up with anything i love it for you though <laughs> but the, i mean it so must be like crazy year for me but for people who just found out about racism woo! wow, I mean, <laughs> yeah, wow. this must wow. be a big <laughs> wow it was uh, a real hard 2020 for them damn we gotta do, do something about this right, right. i feel yeah. like that's <laughs> what you're hearing from like the democrats i mean right. wow this is um i mean this is crazy this is so what I mean, that's great if they if they can get that to catch on that, like people are like, oh, shit, this is a huge problem. Like, let's let's fight against it. Like, that's great. But it. Well, I don't I'm going to say I don't think that's ever going to happen. Because (laughs) like if you if you admit that racism is at the foundation of this country, what you're doing is calling the Constitution into question. And people hate it when you do that. Oh, they do not. uh, You know, they love to go. We love to go back. We love to go back to things back to when we were based a nation based on beautiful, pure ideals. And unfortunately, that's never been the case. There's no there's no home to go back to, guys. Yeah. Right. Like, please stop. Also, like, why we got to let these old dead niggas tell us what to do? Like, I, I, is this like the thing? If I work really hard, I can make some st- shit up. And then 500 <laughs> years from now, they'll be like, no, we still listening to Lacey dead ass. Like, well, I don't care up. what's happened. <laughs> Well, I think what, today oh, yeah, you need to start like, a cult to do that. I think it, there's all these dudes, <laughs> these uh, billionaire dudes moving to uh, Puerto Rico, and also not even billionaires, just like rich YouTubers moving to Puerto Rico, trying yeah, to start a little. Yeah, Jake Paul, like literally a, a colony on Puerto Rico. And I think this is. The, I mean, I am sure they are inspired by our founding fathers who did the same thing. They were like, "Here's a cool uh, land, and I think we should create our own government on it." And you any, didn't have like colonizer trading cards as a kid because my favorite <laughs> colonizer was Ponce de Leon yeah uh, de Leon <laughs> ro- rookie year de Leon oh shit yeah yeah you oh, ever whip that out against a Christopher Columbus that's a good fight okay <laughs> Vespucci was my guy Vespucci <laughs> and the other one what's that guy the one who went to Mexico you know the one uh, Cabeza I don't oh, know oh Cabeza I know who you're talking about I know, you know you're talking about mm-hmm. something um but just that's, rare. To, that's a rare card. <laughs> that's a rare card, yeah. I mean, I'm selling that one on eBay. So there, there's this uh, Pentagon study, uh, you know, conducted interviews and found, you know, a bunch of um, extremist white nationalists uh, within the military. And they were really surprised to find out that they weren't like it wasn't a secret thing where they were infiltrating, <laughs> they were open about it to their fellow soldiers and. Uh, So I'm just going to read the back and forth they have in this report. Uh, The guard member said he felt free to be a neo-Nazi in the U.S. Army. Uh, Are you worried at all about being found by your mates or someone now being in the U.S. military? He was asked 
To that, the soldier replied, I was 100% open about everything with the friends I made at training. They know about it all. They love me, too, because I'm a funny guy. Um, Is that Milo? Is that Milo Yiannopoulos? No, they that's... They love me. They love me because I'm funny. Yeah, he's no, hilarious. Yeah, um, he's really funny. But that's... So now they're coming with this Pentagon report that's like, extremism is a threat um, and of unclear dimensions, uh, in quotes, uh, in the U.S. That's, military. That sounds cool. Unclear dimensions. That sounds like a Twilight Zone episode. Right. Right. It kind of sounds like it's everybody. They were like... Eh. <laughs> <laughs> unclear right. dimensions... 100%. They have barbecues, they have racism brunch, like bigot brunch on uh, every other Saturday. Yeah. I mean, they make little tokens for themselves. They make little uh, like jackets, you know, mm-hmm. and they get their little buttons. tattoos. Yeah, their buttons, their little kill buttons. So that, uh, amazingly, the tattoo thing is kind of the focus of this article. They're like, well, they're trying to stay up on what the tattoos mean. And if anybody knows what the tattoos mean, please let us know. Uh it's always so interesting that they need so much help when it comes to white supremacy. They're like, ah, we don't know. Uh, could you like do some internet research for us? Especially like, when it seems like these guys are more than happy to talk about yeah, it to you. Absolutely. And, and I'm tired of the FBI acting like they can't apply themselves. When it came to killing Fraham, all the black leaders, Thank you know, you. Yes. <laughs> y'all worked so hard. Where's that work ethic? You know what I mean? Because now yeah. y'all like, hey, Internet, it's us, the FBI, again. Could y'all girls let us know who's, you know who's doing this? Right. They're crowdsourcing. They're like, can you guys find out who is a Nazi? And it's like, you guys, you you are. Look right. within, baby. Yeah. The like watch Judas and the Black Messiah and then keep in mind that the storming of the Capitol is being investigated by them, by that bureau, the FBI. That's the same, right. uh, the same people. Um, yeah. That's who. That's the weird thing about white supremacy is it's very supreme and the best at everything, according to them, except for when it comes to like helping other people, mm-hmm. uh, fixing problems. Then they're like, "Oh, girl, it's us, the FBI. We don't know how the internet works. Somebody get on TikTok." Right, right. <laughs> okay, um, comment if you know any Nazis. Just drop their tag in the replies. Put their handle oh. there, and we'll follow up from there. That's all we need. We just need a little bit of. Help, we don't know how to Google. And it's so much easier to find people now than it was in the 60s. So y'all telling me back then, we all had to write letters to send information and shit? Like, Mm. (laughs) come on now. All right, let's take a quick break and we will be right back. And we're back. And a couple stories that have been kind of hanging around on the dock that just wanted to run through real quick. There is a real deep dive in on Medium uh, about the ice cream company Ample Hills. Are you guys familiar with the fancy ice cream company from Brooklyn, Ample Hills? Ample Hills sounds like Ample a porn. Hills. <laughs> it it does sound like a like a porn from the forties when like a cottagecore uh, <laughs> porn, right? Like written by a farmer. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ample Hills. And her Ample Hills. uh, (laughs) Yeah. So what's the deal with that? I I do. I feel like this is just like such a like a of the moment, like trend that we will look back on and be like, ah, yes, that was a very 2021 story. 
Uh, I mean, you did say uh, they like were a, two, India a 2018 indie ice cream shop from Brooklyn. So yeah, this yeah. is already yeah, this very is, dated. Right. They So they just basically crashed and burned. They overextended, became friends with Bob Iger and uh, ample. Orpa, uh, otherwise known as <laughs> Oprah. Uh, that well, that Bob Iger and Oprah became fans, and they like just went. They expanded to L.A., then Disney World. Started becoming obsessed with things like square pints, uh, which they called squints. Stop. Uh, and once embellish- again, guys, you don't you don't need to do that. We have That's... writers. We have writers. So many writers yeah. who who mm-hmm. can. Uh... Also, how do you write that without it looking like squints? Yeah, it does look like squints. And maybe <laughs> an accent mark. It's squint, guys. It's squint. <laughs> right. They created Disney licensed flavors with watercolor art, and bankruptcy followed quickly. Um, <laughs> they also just to make it fully uh, just a fail, uh, a failed venture of the moment. They also have a podcast now. Um, so. Do they still so have the podcast even though they're bankrupt? Yeah. Yeah. Do they have a Patreon? Yeah, you can keep the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so podcasts the podcast are a lot cheaper talk- than ice cream. Talking about ice cream? Like, y'all, look, I know in 2020, everybody was like, I don't know, we stuck at home. I shout into the void. I'm making mm-hmm. a podcast. But mm-hmm. a podcast about ice cream, bitch. I- Wendy's has a podcast. I can't. I'm looking at Ample Hills right now, and I will say this. I think that 2020 killed Ample Hills. I think that if they had had a time and place where we were all free, then mm-hmm. this would have worked. They would have been at Coachella giving the girls, you know, watercolor creams. It's very and Coachella. And moments. Yeah. yeah. They would have yeah, had a tie-dye flavor by now. Yeah. Yes. Everyone would have a mini Ripperton photo by now with the ice cream cone melting in their hand, and it would be mm. getting cute. They would also be wearing an afro, regardless of race. And... <laughs> <laughs> They could have had that. And I'm sorry that 2020 killed them Ample Hills because that's what did it. Right. But you know what? Sometimes businesses deserve to die. Yeah. I will say this. They did expand quickly with Oprah's influence and stuff. But for a long time, like ever since the Oprah show and she used to do Oprah's favorite things, um, Mm -hmm. after the first couple of years, they would demand that if you wanted to be in Oprah's list or if you wanted to be in Oprah's company that you had to expand because what would happen was is she would talk about a product and then everyone would want to go buy it and it would be gone. So I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, oh, we're working with Oprah now. Let's open all the ice cream stores, y'all. Get the the scopers. Yeah. (laughs) Right, they didn't really have an, uh, any other choice because when Oprah mentions something, it just immediately like sells out for a decade. Um, but that's mm-hmm. that's really amazing that she demanded that instead of uh, I'll recommend your product to my fans and then they'll buy buy you out to the point where you know you're sold out. That she would instead demand that they expand. That's very interesting. That's yeah, because she didn't want to like put a bunch of companies out of business by or you know like break them uh well i mean you know if you go if you sell out you can just yeah i guess more. that's true. you know that's that's a business that's performing very well like right. selling out is kind of the goal you know yeah but yeah. it was like the fan base because her reach would be so large because you know yeah. she made javiana's pop she made greensburg turkeys pop mm-hmm. like she was like y'all better get out oh, there she and was start killing more turkeys. that was her Mm-hmm. She was like, wow. "This is my favorite flip flop," wow. and then everyone was like, <laughs> "Everybody got their toes in those." Javianas. <laughs> yep. I never knew what that was before her. Like, <laughs> she she turned a lot of businesses out. And but this I whole time, I've been them. I've been calling them Havinas. 
Havina. You might be right. I've been calling yeah. them Havina the whole time. I don't know. I'm not looking at your foot to read what's on there. Mm. You got. You better look at the labels on my foot. I spend. I like to say Havina. Havina. Poor Ample Hills. The another R.I.P. R.I.P. to the pandemic. Pour out uh, some melted ice cream for yeah. Ample Hills. <laughs> but check out their podcast. Um, <laughs> all right, the Jack. I will. <laughs> That's a lie. Uh, I don't think anyone will. Um, no, it's, it's so true, Jack. It's so, so true. <laughs> so the Game of Thrones guys, the uh, Benioff and Vice, the Davids. Uh, the Dave's id uh, are like made a $200 million deal with Netflix that uh, killed their deal with Disney. People were just like, they fucked up that last season so bad. We got to get a piece of these guys. Uh, yeah. So there was like a bidding war. They had a deal with Disney to make. War? Yeah. They had a deal with Disney <laughs> to make a star Wars movie. And then, uh, they were like, sorry, we got too busy uh, with this $200 million Netflix deal. Uh, so we're going to have to take a step back from Star Wars. Uh, Disney might have actually encouraged me. that because it was also around the time that they totally uh, fucked up the landing on on the end of Game of Thrones. So Disney might have been like, oh, maybe these guys aren't worth it. Um, no, because the girls, the Star Wars girls would storm. What's the equivalent of storming the Capitol? But for Disney, they gonna storm the Epcot. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can't. Don't mess with the Star Wars girls. Yeah. Storm the uh, castle. What's the the Cinderella castle? Um, <laughs> right. But this is wild to me. You know, talk about failing up because yes, the Game of Thrones was heavily reliant on the plot of its books, and because it was so successful, I think Dave and Dave started feeling themselves like, okay, George R. R. You did whatever, but you know, we're gonna take it from here. And they were terrible without the books leading them. Really Awful. bad. Yep. Lacey, they Let's... made a so. What one of the things you hear them say when they talk about Game of Thrones is, "We had never done this before. We were just learning as we went." <laughs> We know. Uh, right, yeah. <laughs> and they made a pilot, shot an entire pilot, turned it into HBO. HBO was like, "You guys, this fucking sucks." And it cost like it cost mi- like 100 I think it cost tens of millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And then HBO was like, "Take another crack at it. Like recast, <laughs> shoot another pilot." And that that one worked, but that's how much they failed up. They just keep being given chance after chance after chance. Um, anyways, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous yes. how much we are willing to rely on white men, even if it means like we're going to sacrifice so much the story, the content, like just it, millions it even sh- of dollars, millions of right. dollars. They were it shows in our just... reboot culture. They were like, yeah. oh, the Browns have made new things. No, 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 no. We'll no, keep, we're, we're going to do, um, <laughs> we're going to do this movie we've done six times over the past 20 years. Again. Let's do Cheaper, cheaper by the Dozen 8. Right. Because that's, that's right. like 12, 12 white kids. 14, right. per, right. perhaps. Yeah. I don't and know. that movie came from like the 50s. Like that mm-hmm. movie's been redone. The original remake that we all know with Steve Martin is a remake. If we don't get a black parent trap in the next five years, I'm going to scream. Right. We'll get it, but it'll be half black. You can't have too many blacks on screen at you're once right. unless you're Tyler Perry. Mm, <laughs> it'll be two mixed kids. And which who will be white, the mom or the dad? Ooh, I don't know. See, that's I where think it gets okay. interesting. 
It is where it gets interesting. It is where it gets interesting. I think it's going to be the mom is going to be black and the dad yeah. is going to Well, they're already white. doing that. That's Gabrielle yeah. Union and Zach Braff. They're doing Cheaper by the Dozen and Gabrielle. And they're going to have, yeah, Kenya Barris is writing that. So that's happening oh, now. Oh, Kenya. Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Listen. Kenya. Listen, I work in the industry, so I'll keep my mouth closed. Uh, but, um, you know, just get on Twitter. The girls will you tell you. You know what? He's Black one of my AF, favorite actors, actually. Black AF was very fun. I enjoyed um, Black AF. <laughs> well written, for sure. Uh, and like I said, he's one of my favorite actors. Him and Chris Paul in the State Farm commercials are... I'm dying. <laughs> uh, so, but, so the Game of Thrones guys actually, like, hit on a very interesting... Like, they have good taste in... Novels. So the thing that their $200 million Netflix deal is about is this thing called the Three-Body Problem. It's a Chinese trilogy that is about uh, humans contacting with uh, extraterrestrial life and intelligence and, you know, what happens. It's very, like, richly imagined, very, like, detailed um, there's all sorts of intrigue, people getting assassinated because of like right. all these like secrets and shit. And the story of like how this is coming to screen also involves like assassinations and shit. So like after they bought the rights last December, one of the main people uh, at the company that was also like a co-owner of the rights died at 39 and it was found he was found to have at least five different types of poison in his blood um Whoa. and they're not fucking around not five different types they wanted to make yeah. sure he would it and then two other employees including the vice president were poisoned with mercury and lethal doses uh and it was recently reported that the chinese authorities detained a suspect who uh, hasn't been charged, but allegedly the suspect is a lawyer who is working on the three-body problem, and it was, like, possibly jealousy, but, like, it doesn't fully... Like, we don't have the full story. But in the novels, like, the creative people and scientists are all being poisoned because they, like, know this secret and so it it just like fits. they know about all the bodies right they know the about three bodies yes the three all three of them but it it like fits this could be a plot from the novel it's really interesting so again way too interesting for these two dudes <laughs> to be uh, in charge of adapting it. don't worry they will simplify it okay right right, right. <laughs> Well, I am a little bit more hopeful because this is like a complete trilogy. They won't have the opportunity oh. to like go off prompter. Um, they won't get to freestyle. They won't yeah. get to do. Okay. I wouldn't put it That's past them. I think they're going to do whatever they want. I think they're going to go off book and <laughs> right. they're going to. But you know what kind of makes me sad about the whole the, the Davids, the failing upwards thing is, is not just that they get opportunities that other people don't get, but like. A lot of Game of Thrones is really great, you know, like oh, yeah. the fact that those guys got chances means that we got a show that, you know, millions of people loved really and like right. really fun show. And that's you're you're losing that every time somebody doesn't get to fail up. We're we're losing something that that you could have loved for for years, you know, something that that could have been like that for you. You know, it's not always bad to give somebody another chance. That's true. Right. And That's true. So it's like, also, it, it just means that like the problem, you know, when you think about, wow, what if that hadn't happened? That applies to like every deal you never saw because it fell through. 
you know that applies to every like young director who directed uh you know young female director who directed one movie and it did okay and then never got another job yeah right right exactly it's also a different culture now in Hollywood. Writers want to be celebrities. <laughs> like they yeah. want to be like actors. And they kind of have always wanted to. A lot of my good writer friends who've been in tons of rooms will be like, most of the writers that I've dealt with, like at table reads, they'll like hate the actors who are reading their scripts. Um, they'll be like, oh my God, she fucked that joke up. That's why it didn't work. Especially like in comedy and stuff where you're like mm-hmm. turning jokes. It's like, if the actor doesn't turn your joke, they'll just blame your writing, right? Mm-hmm. So because mm-hmm. she doesn't fucking try, we hate that bitch. So it's so funny now to see so many shows where they have an after show where it's writers or head writers like sitting down in front of the camera like so this is what we thought when we we really wanted the audience to see and I'm like y'all girls want to be on the carpet so bad don't you okay (laughs) cause like David and David who told y'all we needed to hear from y'all after them Game of Thrones episodes yeah I don't need to know your names right that's funny Um, I always love when they're when they're commenting on a scene and and they're like, well, we really wanted people to feel, you know, X, Y, Z. And I'm like, I didn't get that at all. Like, that was, <laughs> you wrote that scene pretty bad because that is not how I saw it. If you want to find out the least interesting take on a piece of art, uh, ask the artist. Like, what? <laughs> because it, it's coming from a place they don't understand. That's like the them trying to make sense of it is the is the process of the art a lot of the time. So. Like the worst person to hear talk about, yeah, uh, about the art is a lot of times the artist. Uh, well, Sarah, Lacey, it's been a pleasure having you both. Uh, Sarah, where can people you. find you and follow you? Um, I am back on uh, Instagram, so you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram handle is <clears throat> is corpseflower f l o u r. Um, and, uh, on TikTok, you can find me at, uh, you underscore tube underscore channel. <laughs> <laughs> and is That's there, amazing. uh, any work of social media you've been enjoying? There is, I am, I would like to play you this, um, this TikTok audio, uh, cause yeah, I, lo- I love TikTok now. Oh, but before I do that, I want to say, um, please also follow, uh, High Priestess Comedy on Instagram. That is my show. We have not been doing shows during pandemic but we are going to be doing a zoom show on friday the 26th for um to benefit uh texas mutual aid um we're going to get a bunch of um, austin comics to come out and raise money um because yeah it's uh it's really fucking bad over there but fortunately there's a lot a lot of places you could donate to um so i'm gonna now play you this extremely good tiktok um and I'm going to hold the mic up to the phone. Yep. It's pronounced enchilada. For context, this video is titled, If Mexican Food uh, Was Made by Italian-Americans. My nona, she makes the best quesadilla. Hey, you better put some hot sauce on this burrito. Tostada. <laughs> you take the nacho, you put a little case, a little guacamole. <laughs> it's perfect it's great this that is by uh owl owl on tiktok uh if mexican food was made by italian americans and uh it rocks uh lacy such a pleasure having you as always where can uh people find you and follow you 
Yes. Okay, so as always, guys, if you like robbery, if you like comedy, Scam Goddess Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, if you want to follow me, it's D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I, Diva Lacey on all platforms except for TikTok, which is Lacey mostly because there's a little child who is Diva Lacey. Wow. <laughs> so she beat me to it. I had pretty solid branding for a while. Um, I was really hurt and disappointed. And a TikTok that I've been enjoying, one, I... Okay, well, tweets, one I have to just shout out, um, Ryan Ken Axe. It's Ryan underscore Ken underscore Axe. If you want really funny TikTok mashups and videos and stuff, he's been doing a wild shit, and it's amazing. Like, they did a whole Malcolm and Marie where their neighbors bit. (laughs) (laughs) They were in black and white in the house next door, like, they still yelling out there. Like, it, it was very funny. (laughs) <laughs> um, and then I'm just going to grab my own tweet today for something that I was liking. I like myself. Yeah. Um, I wish people would stop refilling name brand hand sanitizer with bootleg concoctions. I'm tired of my hands smelling like a margarita. Yeah. Thank you. And that's also a PSA. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Thank you for that. Because I go tell to Trader me it's not Joe's. Purell. Yeah, they were like, well, let's spray this on your hands. I smell like a whiskey bar. <laughs> yeah. It's like they didn't mean real alcohol, y'all. Like, it has right. to yeah. be above <laughs> Put some glycerin in there. Yeah. Like, why are y'all in the back with a bottle of pop-off? Like, no, it's going to work. <laughs> it's going to sanitize. <laughs> uh, tweet I enjoyed. Natasha Legero tweeted, one of the most unique qualities about my husband is he uses nine knives to make a sandwich. And that ring is that you jack that is, is that are you natasha married humor husband? i might as well be married humor oh yeah shout out to the married girls uh-huh. hashtag couple goals hashtag husband and wife hashtag wife pranks <laughs> uh you can find me on twitter at jack underscore o'brien you can find us on twitter at daily zeitgeist we're at the daily zeitgeist on instagram we have a facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes. Where we link footnotes. off. Wow. We got to capture that and make that just <laughs> something that always drops in. Where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode. Uh, and we will also link off to a song recommendation. Uh, and Sarah, you had a song that you wanted to recommend to us or an artist. Yes. This uh, is a uh, Golisad Bag is the one that I linked you to. That's a Shahram Nazeri. Uh, that is a one-hour track. So settle in, guys, because we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna play the whole <laughs> thing. That one's this one's for my dad. That's for him. This is what I yeah, listen yeah. to. If you go listen to it, just imagine me, seven years old, in the back of a car for eight hours, being forced to listen to this very sad spiritual yodeling, and you'll understand yeah. a little bit more about me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Or smoke a little weed like it's a Pink Floyd track you know yep just uh uh alright well uh we are going to link off to that in the footnotes uh the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio for more podcasts from iHeartRadio visit the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite shows that's gonna do it for this morning we are back this afternoon to tell you what's trending and we will talk to y'all then bye love you bye bye